0: I am joined by Victoria Smurfit, mum, actress and writer. Hello.
2: Hello. Good morning to you in these exciting COVID times. Very
0: exciting. I mean, it is the afternoon, but I'll take good morning.
2: Uh, Listen, you're not wrong. I'd love to pretend I only got up at 11, so it feels like it's the morning, but it actually feels like it should be wine o'clock already.
0: I mean, it is. It's after midday. It's fine. Um, Welcome to The Divorce
2: Club. Oh, thank you very much. What a fun club to have joined. Isn't it fun? <laughs> so
0: how does that make you feel when I say you are divorced?
2: Um, it, how does it make me feel? Ooh, uh, doctor therapy. Um, let me let me think, let me answer this correctly. It makes me feel um, partly grateful because I believe um, fully that if somebody um, is divorced, that there is a certain amount of congratulations in store because you don't get divorced just because you're bored on a Tuesday. You have to have kind of gone through the ringer to some degree, um, to a large degree, before you you go down that path. So um at first when I was first divorced, um I got very into that story of oh, I'm a divorced single mother of three. And I thought oh, I'm sort of bored of that story. Um so now I just kind of think, well, you know, there's there's uh um it's it can only be a good thing
0: yeah definitely also when I'm bored on a Tuesday I just do something like paint my corridor dark blue which I did
2: yesterday but it was a Sunday not a Tuesday I, oh as as, <laughs> as you do as you do I just go for the second bag of walker's crisps but you know whatever you're much more uh, uh capable in DIY than I am then well I didn't say I didn't eat while I do it I just you know
0: try and keep busy um so It took longer than a Tuesday afternoon, obviously, to get divorced. How long ago did you separate and get divorced?
2: Um, uh, We separated in uh, 2014, um, about a week before our 14th wedding anniversary. And um, we still went to um, celebrate the wedding anniversary because I just said to him, look, we might as well. Let's go down to the beach and have a swim and go. Well, here we are. Here's 14 years um, because, well, we might as well, really. Um, but it was 14 years ago, but we we got divorced in, in L.A. So the divorce process in Ireland, I think it takes about four years to, to separate, which is uh, which I find kind of interesting. I, I'd love to know the thinking on that. Do they think that if you're forced together for another four years, somehow you're going to get back together again just out of the sheer like oh, I can't be bothered to keep pushing this paperwork around and around the desk. We might as well stay together because it's been three and a half years. Ah, yeah, you're dead right. So I'm 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 curious as to thinking that. But in LA, it it happens pretty quickly. So we were divorced, I think, by the. F- Following Yeah, probably about nine months later.
0: Oh, that's very quick. Mine's been going on for two years now. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. Is it? Is it because lawyers just want to keep getting paid?
0: Well, it's just there's so much paperwork. So you fill out one form and you're like, oh, that's it now. We've done it. Oh, no, no. There's another form. You know, <laughs> It just keeps popping out it's like the forms are having babies <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I keep having to fill them all out. well I think in the states they just hand you a, a wodge like a stack of a uh, vast amount of paperwork and you get through it in one go um crying your eyes out tearing your hair out and then you're sort of sort of pretty much done it just has to go through processes and shouting and screaming and um and then they just file it I think it's much more civilized yeah that sounds
0: nice so why did you do it in LA were you living there at the time
2: yes we were living there at the time um we would moved there in I think about 2011 I think and so yeah we'd moved there from Dublin and um so that's that's where we were so it doesn't um, it doesn't it jurisdictionally. It, does, it doesn't sort of take into account where you got married or anything like that. You just have to go by the rules of where you're getting divorced. Yeah, I was wondering that.
0: Because did you get married in LA? No, in Dublin. No,
2: no, no. And uh, I actually got married in the UK. But yeah, we were living in in Dublin before LA, which sounds like a right nomad, don't I? But yeah, so we you you go by the rules of the city you're in, really.
0: And so how is it, so you said you still celebrated your 14 year anniversary, even though you'd broken up a couple of weeks before. How was that moment going for a swim with your soon to be divorced ex-husband?
2: Well, I mean, we were always great buddies. And um, the one thing because it's, you know, horrifically painful. um, uh, But the one thing that that we were both very mindful of was, you know, regardless how we feel about each other, um, we're going to be co-parenting till the end of time. So. Um, that's got to be, you've got to hide, you know, hide the ice pick you want to stab me with in your pocket so the kids don't see it. Um, and, um, and so I kind of just thought, you know, why not? And, and because we were living in Santa Monica, I said, come on, we'll go for a swim in the ocean and, um, and just, uh, uh mark it. And um and we did and then kind of off we went about our business.
0: And was that a moment just for the two of you or with the whole family together?
2: No, it was just the pair of us. We just ran down to the sea, threw ourselves in, um, and and um yeah, just gave it a nod and a wink and um and then you know, because we're kids because the thing is is we've got three amazing kids and you know, that kind of has to be um you know, because people say to you, I don't know if you found this when you get divorced, people say, oh, do you not wish you'd split earlier? Or do you not regret that time? Or doesn't that say anything? Well, no, look at these human beings that, you know, were destined to come from himself and myself or whatever kind of belief system you have. So um, you can never kind of regret that time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have children, but people say to me, you know, do you regret getting together? And I'm like, no, I had some, I had some great times and I've got some great memories from it. And it kind of makes me, no matter how difficult it is it makes you the person you are
2: today so 100% but everybody comes like i get quite hippie all over the shop with this stuff Ben. i think you know people come into your life life to you know for a season a reason or a time you know and they they come in to teach you something or you to teach them or to learn something or to work out where your boundaries are or just how ridiculous you are or whatever it is you know so it's just you have to you have to kind of listen and work it out to give it um, maybe sometimes a value it doesn't deserve and maybe sometimes um, a a value you missed.
0: So you seem very serene about the whole divorce scenario. Were you always this calm about it? Or does that come with time? Hell
2: no. (laughs) No, not at all. I mean, look, like I say, it's like anybody who's been through it knows it's horrific on both sides, you know, for everybody. And when when it first happened, um, oh my goodness, I lost a ton of weight. Um, I couldn't eat. Um, I sort of felt like somebody had um, hands around my throat so that even if I did put food in my mouth, there's no chance of swallowing it. And I didn't feel hungry for about nine months, I think. Um, and I guess that's kind of just going into shock, right? I presume. I don't know. Not a doctor. Um Or a shrink. But I think, uh, But you know, I'd I'd take the kids to school. Um, You know, all jolly, jolly japes. Get them to school. I'd come home. I'd open up the door in the house that I was in. um, There was a very large bottom step um, uh, heading up to the bedrooms. And that's as far. It was about three foot in from the whole door. And it's about as far as I could get once I dropped the kids to school. So I just, I take them across those three feet lie down on the big bottom step, uh, curl up, and I'd stay there until I had to go and pick them up again. And it wasn't like I didn't i didn't fall asleep. Um, I didn't actively cry as in sob, but I'd just lie there and just wet would pour out of my eyes, down my cheeks, into the carpet um, for, you know, the whole sort of school hours. And I just had a little alarm on my phone that went off at 10 to 3, and I'd get up. Wash my face. Go and pick up the kids. Back to Jolly Japes. And I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember active. I don't remember that time. That time <laughs> sitting on the step in basically the fetal position. I don't remember that time. I don't remember what I was thinking. I don't remember. I just remember the curl up, and then the get up. But yeah, it was. It was. It was almost like I went into like somebody had pressed off, and I just went to neutral. And uh, I think I guess that's just sort of, um, being numb. I suppose. When, you know, which is a really amazing um, survival instinct of your bodies to do when you can't process everything in one go, the enormity of what's happening, that you just kind of become numb. It's a bit like they say with you've had a terrible accident and your leg's chopped off or something. That's a bit dramatic, but go with it. That um, you don't feel the pain until because you're in shock because you go numb until later. So um, I sort of I, I, I mentally equate it like that. I
0: think a lot of people will be able to relate to that kind of putting on a brave face for children or family or whoever it is. And then in that alone time, being shocked. I think I was in shock, even though my breakup was amicable in that we both sat down and decided we should break up. I was still in shock that it had happened afterwards. And then I felt weirdly very angry. And then I was like, I have no one to be angry about like at, no no one did anything wrong. Like I was half of the decision of this, but um, I think you do get so many strange emotions with divorce, it throws you around a bit. So how, so there was this period of shock for you on the bottom step. How long did that go on for? And what was the next sort of phase for you? Do you remember coming out of it?
2: Um, I must have come out of it. Um, I don't really remember how long that was. I I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of, I'm one of these girls that goes down hard and comes up fast. So that was probably only a couple of weeks, but then, um, then it just became keeping myself incredibly busy. Um, I just became like the busiest person on the planet. Um, you know, doing as many happy, jolly things as possible and just trying, you're just avoiding as much, at least I was, I was just avoiding thinking, I think, Mm -hmm. and allowing too many feelings to come crashing about you at any one time, because it's hard because you still have to navigate them. um, And every, you know, you still have to navigate, you know, that, that person that you're breaking up from, and you have to navigate um, life and you have to just, find a way to get the basics done even though really what you want to do is crawl into bed shut the curtains and tell everybody to beg her off but you can't do that so um or at least I couldn't do that I couldn't do that because I had um, an operating family but yeah I bet the next stage I think in my head it was just mad busyness just staying as busy as possible and and your people rally like your buddies and your friends and you find that you know rally um one of the things that I found really interesting about divorce was how unhelpful people calling, telling you, oh, well, we always knew blah, 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 blah. Or we never liked blah, blah, blah or whatever. It's it's actually really unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to say, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Here's a cup of tea or or, a bottle of tequila or whatever. And it's going to be okay Um, uh, because actually compounding it uh oddly doesn't help
0: yeah I definitely remember lots of people saying well I never thought you two were right together or whatever and you're like why are you telling me this now like I don't (laughs) want I don't want to hear this information I just want you to be like oh that's shit you're right yeah that's yeah (laughs) I'll drink (laughs) tea with tequila in it like there you go yeah I think was there anything else that you found um that wasn't useful at that time like those things I'm just thinking if anyone's listening and their friends going through something what should they not do because I totally agree about that one
2: they should also not say I've got a great fella for you (laughs) (laughs) it's like seriously I was kind of I remember my friends going oh you've got to meet or John or Fred or whoever and I'm like are you kidding me I said, that's a bit like saying, well, I, you know, I just lost um, five fingers in the blender. Let me put my other hand <laughs> in the blender. You know, no, I just, just no, thanks very much. So um, that's also super, super unhelpful. Or your buddies that give you sexy lingerie in order to pull the next guy. You're like, Really? really not what I need right now. Maybe leave it a while.
0: I didn't have any of them.
2: I've obviously got better friends than you do, love. That's all I can tell you. (laughs)
0: Because eventually you'll wear them. Wow. So your friends bought you sexy lingerie?
2: Yeah. I had one pal who did. To be able to get me back up on that horse. (laughs) I don't want to be, thanks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I take gifts, but I'll use them in my own time.
2: Maybe just cash. How about cash? How about just cash? Amazon gift card, whatever. But... Yeah, but no, I think I think uh, uh, trying running down the partner doesn't work. Yeah, no matter how satisfying for a brief moment it might be. Yeah,
0: because also we spent a lot of time with that person, so even though we've then broken up with them at that time, but I you know I spent nearly a decade with my ex, so for then someone to be like, oh, I never liked him, it's like, well, I did spend a long time with him, so you're kind of saying that that uh, you're discounting that sort of period of time. Um, and, and also, you probably should have told me this before <laughs> I broke up with
2: <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at what point did you not think you should mention yeah, this? like we're
0: meant to be <laughs> friends, be honest with me. Um, But I think it's what, you know, it's what we see in like movies and stuff, isn't it? And and obviously you're an actress and and so am I. And I think I grew up watching those movies where people break up and then all their friends go, oh my God, he's awful. He was never good enough for you. You're amazing. And so as a friend, you're like, oh, that's what I have to do now because they've broken up and then we need to go on a big night out. And actually I didn't want to, I don't think I left the house for like, I didn't shower for a full week. I remember after my breakup and my sister was like, you're you're really quite stinky now. You need to have a wash.
2: Yeah, you're you're disgusting. We're getting toxic waste to take you away. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. I but I do remember my my buddies getting very worried because I wasn't eating, and I suddenly I was literally just a pair of teeth. Can you have a pair of teeth?
0: My gran had a pair of teeth. There
2: you she go. Kept them in a glass next to her bed. <laughs> there you go. I'm not quite there. Thank God. But um, but yeah, that the that there was that was that was the big concern. I'm trying to find ways to persuade someone who doesn't want to eat to eat sorry it's not even like it's you're, you're going through kind of a an eating disorder or anything you just physically can't because you just
0: can't I think that's so interesting because I think I've always gone the other way which is just eat everything and only things that bring me comfort um so how because you, you said it felt like someone was holding your throat and you couldn't physically swallow how did you move through that did you see counseling or was it the support of friends how did you start eating again
2: um it was support of friends really and time I think I think the only thing that really heals you and I know it doesn't like anything you know things work for different people in different ways and um a lot of my friends because I was in LA were like you have to see this shrink and you have to see that shrink and you have to see this therapist and and my taking it which is probably far too sort of 1980s Ireland was oh I don't have time to catch the therapist up to where we've got to before we even start to deal with this, because they'll, you know, oh, so I, I also hated the idea of just sitting there for an hour just talking about my feelings. I think, you know, I'm, I'm uh, uh, not when you can sit around like your kitchen table with a bottle of wine and um and have a laugh with them. And so, because a lot of the time, how I think I coped is I just turned it into a gag. You know, you'd just turn the latest episode into a, you know, the story of the day. Because um, if it, if you turned it into something funny, then it was palatable. You could digest it, I guess. But the but the idea of kind of digging in was very hard. Um, and anyway, I had to just crack on with getting you know life sorted. Uh, and I don't know how he coped. I think I think he probably went a more traditional route. But um, because obviously they're dealing with their own stuff too, right? Oh you, no, I did a I did an energy healing session. How Los Angeles is that? which was really interesting and bizarre. It was, it was incredible. Cause I, I'm like, I b- believe, you know, as long as you can show me proof, I'll believe whatever you tell me, but you have to show me proof. And um, and this girl did this healing on me and you can, I don't know, I collapsed and she cut ties and all this kind of energetic healing ELA stuff. And it was amazing cause I, I left there feeling brilliant. So I thought, well, I left there feeling brilliant but uh but it is it's it's uh yeah traditional therapy I didn't do there's always time
0: yeah that's interesting because i i think we have a similar thing of yeah i made it a joke so it's palatable and cuz i'm a comedian you know that's the way i deal with things mostly is i write jokes about them and then perform it on stage and then i'm fine um but actually i got to the point especially with my divorce where i was like i don't want to make it a joke anymore i just want to just want to talk really honestly to someone about how shit it is. And half of the reason of setting up this podcast was that feeling. But I also did go to a counsellor and a lot of my guests have, but I think you have to, it has to be the right time for you because obviously if you're being forced by a friend to go you might just sit there for an hour in silence, which isn't necessarily the most useful thing. But I did turn to other things as well. My family, we're a very hippy-dippy family. So we, you know, are into all the crystals and the energies and stuff. And I've, I've had energy healing and all those sorts of things. And I think... It's whatever gets you through, isn't it? You're at a weird time.
2: Absolutely. If somebody had said to me, if you take a duck and you marinate its toes in gin and then you dance around the garden, I'd be like, great. And I probably would have got comfort from it. So it was, you know, but at the same token, you know, there's an awful lot of stuff that goes on that just because we can't explain it or see it doesn't mean it's not real. Um, so I think yeah, I agree with you. So it's, it's whatever, whatever gives you a bit of peace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I started trying to meditate. That didn't work so well. And, you know, all these things that you think, right, I'm in a really difficult place. I'm going to become a Zen. Pa- Did you have – I had this phase after my divorce. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, going to become a completely new, like, amazing human being, and I'm going to meditate every day and do yoga, and then I'm going to really be in touch with my feelings and I'm going to help people and I'm going to, you know, open a sanctuary for cats or something. Um, <laughs> and none of those things happened. But I think it was all part of the kind of recovery process for me. Did you do anything – um, a bit wacky during your divorce recovery time
2: I don't know i think i definitely i've definitely had all that kind of i'm going to reinvent myself as a fabulous version of myself because my self esteem is in the toilets that i that that's um that's very real. I think that happens at the end of any decent breakup, whether it's a divorce or a long relationship or you know whatever your your whole sort of sense of yourself goes it goes um down the Swanee because um, you've been so used to having yourself mirrored or you've been busy mirroring somebody else and and looking after them and you've got a way you do things and you've got um, a way of processing um, thoughts and you've you kind of created that world together and then you have to unpick. I remember after after a while I'd realised because I'd been with him for so long and obviously you would then have to split stuff up and, and he took a lot of the furniture and I'm looking around my house and this all sorts of great big holes and gaps in the house and i remember thinking i have no idea what my style is i have no idea what kind of sofa i need to buy i have no idea what colors i like this is weird how am i at this age where i don't know this and then realize well that was his department his department was um the, the pretties of things um because i'm just like i'm busy like doing the nuts and bolts and but that was my department and his department was make it look good and um and so it was a really shocking, I remember sitting on my, my chair and looking at the kind of 80% empty room going, how am I going to do this? I don't have this girl gene, uh, because I'd never had the space to find out, I suppose. Um, not that I resented, not find I was quite happy, like you've got a greater opinion about this stuff than I do, you crack on. But yeah, that was a really interesting moment. I remember I was working on a TV show in the U.S., it was we were filming in Vancouver. Actually, I was I was playing Corolla Deville, and I'd be busy on uh, at night, um, googling sofas and going, mm, do I like button back or do I prefer the upholstered one? Oh, maybe one with sleek lines and no arm arm holder things. No, that's not going to work. Um, how about a flip out lazy boy? No, Vic, don't do that. And having these endless conversations within my head, and I kind of got to the point where I kept on saying to myself, "What would twenty year old Vic do?" In whatever situation I was in, because you're already automatically layering it on with the wisdom of age. But sometimes the wisdom of age can put you in a place of, of oh, maybe I shouldn't because you know all the potholes. I'm like, no, feck it. What would 20-year-old Vic do in her gung-ho manner and hope that some of the you know subsequent 20 years are going to just naturally be attached to it? So that was my my go-to constantly was trying to remember what 20-year-old Vic would do. And that, was, um, that got me through, actually.
0: I like that. You could have like a bracelet with it on. You know, like people have bracelets with what would Jesus do? <laughs> Just yourself.
2: Yes, yeah. what would 20-year-old me do? It's probably not advisable, but um, it, got, it got me through soft furnishings.
0: I was always very wanting to create my own style in the house and add loads of color. And my ex was really against it and wanted sleek lines. So I sort of went crazy when he left and I like painted, I've talked about it before, I painted the kitchen and the bathroom pink and the living room has a dark green wall. Love it. There's color everywhere. Um, but I, I I, think I struggled with other things. Like my ex would always book holidays for us. And I kind of never enjoyed this sort of holiday searching process I know a lot of people love it but I'd always we'd sort of pick a country together and then he'd sort of fill out all the details and find a nice hotel and then show it to me and I'd be like yeah great and then he'd book it so I remember the first holiday on my own I was like how do I do this like how does what there's so many different websites and bits and bobs to organize I don't (laughs) know what to do and I think actually coming through the other side You've, I felt like a grown up. I was like, oh, my God, I booked my own holiday, um, which is ridiculous because I feel like I should have just been doing that my whole life. But it was like a real achievement moment. So what sofa did you get? And was it a good one?
2: It was a very nice one. It was a linen, squishy, comfy bit of heaven that you could just dive into and not get out of, um, which I, I then gave to a really good friend of mine in L.A. and um, when I was leaving but it was because I didn't want to, I thought.
1: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
2: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Right. There's certain bits and pieces. I don't know about you, but there's certain bits and pieces in your life that kind of um hark back uh not necessarily in a good way and there's other bits and pieces that you'll never part with because it's it's from a good time and um and i'm i I think i'm very much like that and uh but i have to say that it was it was it was a, a lot of fun like there was one night where my neighbor girlfriend um friend of mine she came over and she's like right we're changing everything on the walls we're moving all the furniture what's left and she came over, and we literally we opened a bottle of wine, and we moved furniture left and right, and up and down, shifted stuff that was on the walls, just and just and even before the I'd even invested in getting anything new, we just made the house look completely different. So it felt like mine. Well, then honestly, it looked and felt like hers, but at the same token, it wasn't it wasn't what it was before. And that was a lot of fun. I, that was that was a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, I think changing your kind of
0: surroundings can really help because sometimes, I mean, I, I am in the same house that we lived in together and. Sometimes it is, well, at the beginning, it can be a bit like, oh, there's a memory everywhere and I can't escape it. So, yeah, I think making it your own. I did a similar thing with my sister. We had a bottle of Prosecco and it was like 11 p.m. <laughs> poor neighbors, And we were like moving the sofa in a different direction to change the layout of the room. But it did make change the vibe. Yeah, exactly. It did make a difference. I think it's interesting what you said about, you know, items that have a bad memory or a good memory do you think you still have items now that you have good memories of your marriage from from and do you have them out so that you can see them
2: oh good question I've moved so many times um I have all my photos of my family that and not that it's about my marriage do I have anything around and about no not really not really quite honestly um um, other than the children. See what I did there. It's to see what I did there. <laughs> I keep them around. I do, I do keep them around. Um, <laughs> but not really. I mean, I have, um, I've kept my wedding rings and engagement rings and all that kind of good stuff for, the, you know, the kids to do with what they will. And, um, but not really. I'm kind of, I prefer to move forward rather than um, harken back.
0: So if I was to, if I was to find an item in your, loft or storage area that was from a time in your marriage that was a happy time. So say like a mirror or a picture and I put it on your wall in your living room. How would that make you feel?
2: Um, That If it was part of a happy time, then it would be, that'd be fine. I'd still take it down. Um, But um, you're not allowed. uh, um... I
0: have to stay up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good luck fighting (laughs) me, girl. (laughs)
0: Um, so the marriage is in the past now, you've still got your children around to remind you of your ex. What do you think about marriage now? Has it put you off the institution of it or would you get married again?
2: I was never in instant in to the institution in the beginning. Um, but then I, you know, I loved being married. I really loved it. Um, I loved having someone that you put all your kind of your time your thought your care and everything into I love being somebody's other half or other whole depending on how your brain works on that stuff and um yeah I loved it I loved having a, a partner um I've had a couple of relationships since that have been fantastic and um uh yeah I would I would definitely to the right person I would definitely get married again to have that Um, sense of you know but it would have to be my ride or die like I'm not interested in getting married for the for the cake or um, you know more cutlery Um, I'd only really be interested in getting married if I couldn't not get married if it was just I you know I I'm going to put all my um, all that I am into you and expect you to have my back at all times regardless of the good, the bad and the ugly that life throws at you, um, then I would absolutely get married again.
0: And how did you find dating? You said that you've had some other relationships after your marriage. How did you find dating? Because I I feel like, I'm not with anyone right now. And I had a sexual explosion, which I talk about on the podcast, where I had a lot of great sex. (laughs) And then, yeah, it was wonderful. And then I started dating, but I was sort of very cutthroat In I'd be like one date and then I'd be like, well, I'm not going to marry him. So no, next. And how could you possibly tell that from a first date? But what was your sort of early on dating experience like? How quickly did you get back into it?
2: Uh, it took a bit, but um, I, I had a—I. do you know what? I never even thought about when when I was dating. When I was dating, I never thought about them as an end game for getting married because I've only really kind of come around to the idea of getting married again in the last um, year or so. Um, I feel kind of, uh, I guess, healed enough and grown up enough to be able to think about that as, as a potential. But before then, um, not at all. It wasn't on my radar at all. You're kidding me. Um, in fact, it was kind of an abhorrent concept, but now if I'm going to bother to have you around for more than a week or two, then I'd want to know that it, it had, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't investing in a bad business, um, with my, with my cash monies of my heart. Um, um, but yeah, do you know what? I think I'm just scared. I'd be, the only thing I'd be scared of is getting heartbroken again. Um, i had a a very i had a very lovely relationship after I got divorced with um, a younger man who was very very kind and sweet and funny and um gentle and that was very nice and then I had a um, a, a wonderful relationship with a man who um, uh, i found captivating and fascinating and so that was that was you know that was a, an an amazing time but i i'm just I suppose I'm scared of having to go through utter bewildering heartbreak. That's that's, you know, if I'm really honest with you, that's the that would be the thing that would always keep somewhat of a wall up. And just that sense of, um, you know, learning to go, well, what's your value? And, you know, do you want to put up with this behavior or that behavior? Um, but no, I am. I, um, um That that will be it. It's just letting the guard down fully is a bit of a scary thing, I think, don't you?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely very scared of being heartbroken again, and even I think I'm even scared of getting into a relationship again. Like I've not I've met lots of lovely people that I'm like, you're great, but then I'm like, mm, but you're not perfect, so I'm gonna run away you know, or you are perfect. (laughs) I'm going to run away.
2: (laughs) But there's no such thing as perfect. I I don't believe in the concept of perfect at all. I'm a big fan of, does your dysfunction match my dysfunction? Like, because you can't get to, you can't get to this age a the concept of perfection i think is absolutely drivel peddled by disney it's absolute uh, and listen i've worked for disney thank you disney for my 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 uh, earning <laughs> i don't mean to belittle you however um i don't i don't believe in the in the concept of it because i'm i love human beings i love how complicated they are and how you could be cold but warm or feisty but fluffy I love that that the the constant sort of um, juxtapositions of how people can operate in different situations and I and I love that and I think it's just a case of well if you're being tough and cold and gnarly um, does that does that destroy me or do I go oh I get it can I hold you at that point or if I'm doing that can you hold me at that point because I I I, be, I believe in the swings and roundabouts of how human behavior plays out and how some is reactionary and how god I do sound like I've had therapy you know and um uh, um and uh, uh, you know that's it it's like does when you're at your worst um Are they terrified or can they handle you at your worst? Because if you can handle me at my best or, you know, can you handle me vulnerable? Because that's something I don't tend to be terribly often. So when that comes out, um, you, you see people go, oh, God. Okay, I thought you were the big warrior woman, um, and um,
0: you're like sometimes I have to put my spear down.
2: Yeah, every now and again. <laughs> um, so, and look, you and I both know you can have your heart broken and you'll survive it. Um, uh, um, but it is—it's it, still something I think. Ugh. It's a bit like wisdom teeth or a smear. They're things you know eventually are going to happen, but you don't necessarily choose it.
0: <laughs> I think wisdom teeth is worse than a smear test. What nurses have you been seeing? <laughs> I think it's just
2: the clank of the metal machine I'm not a fan of. They
0: shouldn't be pulling anything out, I'm telling you that. They're not like wisdom teeth. <laughs> uh, no, I love that. Does your dysfunction match their dysfunction? I think that's a very like practical way to look at things, like dysfunction, game of snap like you're just going through all the dates and then eventually you find one and you match I like that because I think I don't know about you but when I was in my marriage we were so in love at the beginning like ridiculously like obsessed with each other and I definitely believe like love could conquer all if as long as we're in love that's enough and now I definitely don't agree with that because I think you can be in love but maybe not be good for each other or healthy for each other, or your dysfunctions don't match. And I want to believe that love conquers all, but I don't anymore. How do
2: you feel about that concept? Um, I, I I used to believe that too. Um, I used to also believe that the more they back up, the more you fill it with love and attention, that that's going to fix everything. That does not fix everything at all. All you're doing is like pouring it into an empty well. But... Um, um, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, of, um, just kindness and comedy. They, you know, as long as they're kind and as long as they're funny, um, I think you can get through almost anything. Um, but if the flip side of kindness is, um, something quite brutal, um, then, you know, when the chips are down, well, then it's very, it's very hard, you know, it, it depends on how people are when they're in their, when they're in their kind of defensive position, Right and what stuff they're going through and if you're not sitting there chatting all the time and some people are just meant to not be in your life forever. You know, like, that's just how that goes. <laughs> Someone said to me when I got divorced they said um ah oh, love yeah 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 but don't forget we were only supposed to live till 40. Then marriage is a grand idea. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> It's just that made me chuckle. Um, so I do, I do believe that people come into your life for a season, a reason, and a time. And um, and that's okay. And, you know, it's, it's. I think, one of the most important things about getting divorced is making sure that you don't make it your story. Like, this is who I now am. I'm someone divorced. Fucker off with that. Like, that's, no. Um, yes, you're starting again. Yes, you're, but you're, um, you've got such a massive tool, toolbox of, um, coping systems and understanding of of human endeavor, and you know, and I'm sure my ex husband did the very best he could uh, as as and when, just as I did as and when. So, you know, there's uh, part of part of I think healing is blame game and anger and acceptance and all that, but um, I think the idea that the opposite of hate is our love is hate is rubbish. It's kind of the opposite of being madly in love with somebody is just being like, "Ah, lesson listen to you, crack on, happy for you. Um, not apathy, but just kind of happy for you, crack on. I know I want happiness for you, but I'm not going to sit around and think about it Yeah, much.
0: I think that's what I aim for.
2: <laughs> just like, all right, yeah, okay. Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. Crack on there, fella. Just yeah. don't come
0: around for tea. Um, so we talked about your... Well, what sounded like a worst moment on the step in shock? Do you Can you remember a good moment, like a time after your divorce or during when you thought, I'm going to be okay?
2: This divorce thing's all right. There was a few funny old moments. There was a moment where I have a dog called Gunner. He's a big German short, short-haired pointer. He's down, down with my mom in the country because it's nicer from the, the city at the minute. But um, when, we're, when I was in LA, there was this really sweet moment where the first night I got into my bed after um, my ex had left the house, and the kids, were down, the kids were all tucked into bed and I was going to bed for the first time by myself. And I just got in there and I just sort of sat and just stared at my walls, just thinking. And Gunnar always slept on the sofa downstairs. And then that night, he just pushes my door open and he looks at me as if to say, may I? And I just smiled at Gunnar and he hopped in to my ex's side of the bed. He snuffled under the covers. He lay there with his head in his pillow and he stayed there all night and slept soundly, kept me company. And he never did it again. He just knew for that one night, because he knew he wasn't allowed for that one night, he was going to come and take his place and look after me. And I thought that was the nicest thing in the world. It's funny that, um, the, the, you know, the things that you remember. But also that I remember having um, my ex's girlfriends around for Christmases and Easter's and whatever. And I thought, oh, god, I'm going to be fine. So
0: if anyone is listening and they've really kind of been able to relate to your story or if you were listening um, back at that time where you were getting divorced, what advice would you give or what would you say?
2: Uh, sometimes you just have to get through the day just keep breathing till you get to the end of the day and it's okay. And as much as it feels like um, you're never going to feel like yourself again, you will, as much as it feels like um, there is uh, 17 porcupines living inside your body, having a field day, it will pass. I promise it'll pass as much as it feels like you'll never be able to do anything without involuntarily bursting into tears or the idea that you are foggy all day, that you can't string a sentence together, those moments where you go, I'm never going to love again, all of that will pass. Um, And I promise you, it is literally just time. And I know that's not helpful to think it's just time, but um, remind yourself to clock the days where you suddenly go, I got to two o'clock without crying. Yay, me. Or I was able to have a conversation with somebody who told me that they've just fallen in love and I didn't want them dead. Yay, me. You know, get clock those those gravy moments because um, it that that agony, that that iron bar living in your head, it will it will pass. I promise you. And there's an awful lot of fun and games outside, out on the other side of the, the world. So, you know, don't worry about that. I think that's good
0: advice. Um, thank you so much for chatting to me. This has been really great.
2: Thank you. Thanks a million. And this is perfect in time. I'm it. getting messages from the kids saying they're coming home. I got to get yeah. making some biscuits.
0: <laughs> biscuits, lovely. Oh, yeah. Um, where can people find you and follow you online if they want to?
2: Um, if they want to, I'm... Um, I'm on Instagram with my name, Victoria Smurfit. I'm on Twitter. Also my name, Victoria Smurfit. I'm on Facebook also with my name, excitingly, Victoria Smurfit. However, um, I will not lie to you. Um, I'm not very good on Facebook. I forget to go on there because my children tell me it's for old people. And I refuse to be that. I don't think they're so right. Instagram with, and Twitter. So uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I'll reply, oh, yeah. I'll reply on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to be ignored. Whereas I won't on Facebook. Head to Facebook. 100%. That's pretty much it. But if you want to reply or a bit of mad wisdom, which I, I'm happy to impart in whatever mad journey I've had in these in few years, happy to impart it on the Instagram or the Twitter. So you see it more on Twitter.
0: I'm looking forward to all of this. I'm going to go on your Facebook too, just, <laughs> just to balance things up. And thank you so much. It's been perfect. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, it would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, But also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find their podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times and they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts so if you'd like to leave a review i'd love you forever you can leave them on itunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well i'll take all the reviews you've got to give you can also uh, get in contact on twitter and instagram at DivorcePod and at samantha baines we have a website the And we have a Patreon account, which means the use Did I say that already? Please leave a
2: review. Love you forever.